Open our eyes, dear Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. In today's reading, 2nd Kings chapter 12, we continue to read about Joash, the young king, and how he reigned over Judah. A gist of what Joash accomplished is given in the first three verses. He became king in the seventh year and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. So that was a long period of time, which was mostly a blessed time during the history of Judah. His mother's name was Zibiah and Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days in which Jehoiada the priest instructed him. But the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. So you can see there was a halfway reformation but not a complete dedication and reformed way of the people to turn towards God. It says, Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days in which Jehoiada the priest instructed him. So what it indirectly tells us, it says after Jehoiada died, Joash no longer did what was right in the sight of the Lord. We can read about this later on in 2 Chronicles chapter 24 verses 15 to 23, where it tells us that Joash turned away from God's commandments. 2 Chronicles 24, 15-23 tells us Jehoiada, the high priest, died when he was 130 years old. Now after his death, the elders of the land of Judah came to the king and employed themselves as the counselors of the king. And it says the king listened to them. But look at what those counselors did. They left the house of the Lord God of their fathers and served wooden images and idols. And wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem because of their trespass. However, God still sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord. But they testified against them and they would not listen. Then the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada the priest, who stood above the people and said to them, Thus says the God, Why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has also forsaken you. So they conspired against him and at the command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. Look what happens here. Joash no longer had Jehoiada the priest to instruct him and guide him in the ways of the Lord. But still, he had the law book in his hand and he could have very well looked at it and did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. But then, in 2 Chronicles chapter 24, verse 17, we read that they came and bowed down to the king and the king listened to them. They made obeisance to the king. Even now, when people start praising us, it gets into our head and we think of ourselves as somebody great in our own eyes. That's not how it should be. It is purely the grace of God that we are alive. That's what the Bible tells us. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. That's something that we should always have in our hearts and in our minds. Now, why did King Joash listen to all these leaders of Judah and did not walk in the ways of the Lord? The answer is given in the narrative in verses 4 to 16, where the rebuilding of the temple is outlined. Sometimes during his reign, Joash made a law regarding the repairing of the temple. Verses 4 and 5, it says that all the money dedicated gifts that are brought into the house of the Lord, each man's census money, each man's assessment money, and all the money that a man purposes in his heart to bring into the house of the Lord. Let the priests take it themselves, each from his constituency, and let them repair the damages of the temple wherever any dilapidation is found. You see, money came into the temple in various ways. One was the census money that is talked about in Exodus chapter 30, verse 13. This was the half shekel each Israelite who was older than 20 years had to pay every year. Then they had the assessment money which is described in Leviticus chapter 27 verse 2 which is kind of a property tax based upon the assessment of his own self. 
and third was the money that a man purposes in his heart to bring into the house of the Lord. This is freely given offerings over and above their required amount of offering for the temple. What is the need for the repair to the temple? Second Chronicles chapter 24 verse 7 tells us, For the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, had broken into the house of God and had also presented all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord to the Baals. So the king Joash gave this charge to the priests of the temple. But then in verse 6 we read that, by the 23rd year of King Joash, the priests had not repaired the damages of the temple. So King Joash puts in place a stringent set of measures from verse 7 to verse 13 that required the priests to repair the temple with the offering that they had already taken from the people. You see, this incident had left a bad taste in Joash's mouth. He was disillusioned with the priests of the temple. Remember, Joash grew up in the temple. He considered the temple as his own house. And he grew up looking at the priests, their priestly activities, their priestly duties and everything else. And after Jehoiada's death, when he saw that the priests had gone away from the word of the Lord and took offerings for themselves, he got disillusioned. Even today, the same thing rings true for every preacher who takes the word of God out into the world. Every preacher who preaches the word of God ought to show an example not just by the words that he is preaching but by his actions in his life. If you don't do that, you are sinning by leading people astray from God. Jesus is very angry about such a thing. That's why in Matthew chapter 18 verse 6 he says, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. It might sound so cruel that Jesus is asking a millstone to be tied around the neck and then to be dropped into the depth of the sea. But Jesus knows that these people lead a whole lot of people away from God. These are the false prophets and the false teachers who rise up among the people and secretly they turn them away from God because of their unrighteous actions in their lives. Does this mean that Jesus is not concerned about the priests and the preachers and those who take his word out into the world? No, not at all. In fact, the tribe of Levi was exclusively ordained by God to be the priestly tribe. And yet, it was God himself who promised to provide for the Levites from the abundance of all the other tribes as we read in Numbers 18, 8-14. And also, the Levi's inheritance was better than land. It was God himself as we see in Numbers 18 verse 20. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 9, For it is written in the law of Moses in Deuteronomy 25.4, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? So Paul is writing about the workers of the Lord and he says, Is it just for oxen that the Lord is concerned? Is he not concerned for his own priests and preachers who take out his word? Of course it is. So they are entitled to receive gifts and offerings. But then, when we see here in 2nd Kings chapter 12, these priests did not use all the offerings for furthering the temple. Rather, they had not done anything about it for a long period of time, even at the 23rd year of Joash's reign. And that's what probably made him disillusioned with these priests. And he placed his confidence in the leaders of Judah who merely made obeisance to him, but then led him astray from the ways of the Lord. What does it tell us? In the New Testament, there are no priests. However, even in the Old Testament, God called each individual Israelite to be holy, priestly and royal. As we read in Exodus chapter 19 verses 5 to 6, He says, 
you shall be my treasured possession among all people for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation in the new testament that's what peter says in first peter chapter 2 verse 9 but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to god that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light see now there is no need for a high priest because jesus is our high priest as we see in hebrews 4:14 and he was called according to the order of melchizedek and not of levi and we are to lead the people by doing what the priests during the time of joash failed to do so that is by building the temple of god 1 corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 says that we ourselves are indeed the temple of god in ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 it says that we are god's household 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 tells us that we are a spiritual house for a holy priesthood. So are we taking care of this temple? Are we building it up so that people who are lost and lonely and suffering in the world may find peace in this temple of the Lord? Sometimes the evil one causes us to sin. Even believers can sin. And then just like the sons of Athaliah destroyed the temple and took away the things of the temple for Baal, similarly in our lives too we can suffer failbacks and sufferings. and during these times we need to repair the temple we need to go back to the word of god and repair it so that we are built up as peter said in first peter 2:5 as living stones being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ coming back to second kings chapter 12 verses 17 and 18 tells us how king joash continued to fail we read that azahel king of syria came against judah But then Joash instead of turning to the Lord what did he do he took all the sacred things that his fathers Jehoshaphat Jehoram and Ahaziah kings of Judah dedicated and his own sacred things and all the gold found in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and in the king's house and sent them to Azahel king of Syria We read of this incident in 2nd Chronicles chapter 24 verses 23 to 24. It says that the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men, but the Lord delivered a very great army into their hand because they had forsaken the Lord God of their fathers. So you see, Joash since he departed away from God in small matters, he could not even stand up against the small army of the Syrian king Azael. When we make small small compromises in our walk with the Lord, very soon we'll find ourselves in troubled waters from where there might be no escape verses 19 to 21 we see the sad assassination of joash his own servants rose up against him formed a conspiracy and killed joash what does it tell us it tells us this disobedience brings its own reward for us what we as god people sow we always in some way or another we reap it back in our lives Joash deserved this punishment because even though he was brought up in a very good way by Jehoiada the high priest he forgot the ways of the Lord and turned to do evil in his later years may God bless us with these verses amen